Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. I have a question for you. Have you ever wanted to know mindset tricks to unlock your subconscious to get you to the 100K a month level? Well, you are going to get to talk to someone today and learn from someone today who has been there, done that, comes from a background of a lot of challenges that she's overcome powerfully and has created a company called Yes Supply. Today we're talking to Reese Evans, who is phenomenal mindset master. You all know that's my jam. You all know that's what I bring every week onto the podcast. I bring guests who are going to give you inspiration, tips, tools, strategies to help you maximize your potential in your life and your business. And that is just what she's here to do. I could read her bio, which is killer, um, but I'd rather have her just share her story with you. So go to the show notes if you want to read her bio specifically and let's get to it. I can't wait for this jam. Hey Reese, thanks for coming on the show. Hey Amanda, thank you so much for having me. And I just have to tell you off the bat, I'm obsessed with your energy. I can't wait. Yes, I know. Me too. I'm like, I, I didn't even ask you where you live. Where are you based? I'm in Canada. I'm You're in, in Canada. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we're going to have to go on a trip together because I'm like, oh yeah, we need to jam for sure. Where, where are you? <laughs> I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, okay. So you yeah. know what snow is all about then too. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for summer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You have such an incredible story. Will you share your background and how you got into coaching? Yes, absolutely. So when people ask me that question, I'm like, which part do you want to know? Yeah, right. I feel like the universe has made me have to go through a little bit of shit in all areas of life so that I can, so now I can help people deeper. When I was going through it, I didn't realize. But um, so I grew up in a single parent household. My mom was a single mom. My dad was not really there. And, um, I remember just growing up and always feeling very, very different from everyone around me. Um, all of my friends or like even my, you know, cousins on my mom's side always had like perfect families. And I always felt like, why, why do I have to be different? I was one of the only people of color in my school growing up. Um, and so I always felt very different, but one thing I, I never missed was having a dad, even though he wasn't really there because my mom did such an amazing job. She was a great role model and super energetic and happy all the time. We'd like do dance parties in the living room and go to the roller palace, the roller skating rink and everything like that. But then when I was about 10 years old, she actually got into a really abusive relationship and um, it was really hard in so many ways. Like we both endured verbal abuse and physical abuse and it was just awful. And, you know, I think a big reason why I'm so obsessed with mindset work right now as well is because I wish I had known and had all the tools I have now back then. It would have helped me work through so much because no one sits you down when your kid and says, this is how people should talk to you. This is how people should treat you. If your mom has a black eye, like there's a problem. You know what I mean? You're just confused and alone and isolated. And so she was in that relationship for about six years. And towards the end of it, she actually ended up getting breast cancer. And now knowing what I know as well, I have both of us actually have such a huge belief in the mind body connection that if somebody's talking to you like shit and treating you like shit and you're 
you're suppressing and compressing all of your emotions and everything you want to say. If it's not coming out in a healthy way, if you're not able to work through your emotions, it's going to manifest in the body. And so luckily that was her last straw. She said, I'm sick. I can't have this man being my daughter's dad. And um, I have a little brother as well. And she said, I'm not leaving them alone with this guy. And so she finally decided to leave. And um, I remember back then too, I think this is why I was so, I want to empower people so much around money. I remember back then with my mom being sick and me not even being old enough to have a job, just wishing I could help her and wishing I could provide. And she would take the city, she would take the city bus to go to her chemotherapy appointments wow. or whatever. And like, cause yeah, things, things got so bad. She had her stuff together before she was with him. But then while she was with him because of all the abuse and everything, she ended up not staying at her job and you know, money was tight and everything was tight. And so I remember so badly back then just wishing I could do something to help and feeling completely powerless. But we're so lucky and blessed because she left. She healed. She's been cancer-free now for, I think, 13 or 14 years. So I still have my mom. We have a great awesome. family now. Um, but I think because of living in that situation, I was just riddled with negative self-talk. I was, I felt like I couldn't make new friends. I felt like I wasn't likable. I felt like, especially when I want to start a business, who's ever going to hire me? Who's ever going to listen to me? Da, 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 da. And so for years I, I worked in crappy, uh, restaurant jobs and retail jobs. And, um, there was one point in my life, in my twenties, where I just had this moment where I'm like, I'm crying every single day when I go to work. I feel like I'm in a rut. I know I'm in a rut. I don't know how to get out of it. And, you know, I had been job hunting and nothing seemed to be working. And I had this epiphany. I don't even know where it came from, but I realized if nobody else is going to give me an opportunity, I have to create it for myself. And I just, that's when I started to really dream and think about like asking myself my famous yes supply question. Like, what would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes? Like, instead of continuing to doubt, what if I just stopped doubting myself and getting in my own way and decided not to say no to myself, but instead just take a chance and take a bet on myself? And I came up with the, this crazy idea to create an online empowerment platform. I didn't know the coaching world existed. I didn't know you could you know, podcast and do all this fun stuff. And so I just started with what I knew. I started off by building my own blog from scratch and that turned into me sharing my point of view and the mindset work that I was doing for myself. And that turned into me discovering like, oh, there's such thing as coaching and I can actually make money from helping people. What? And then started coaching people. Then I was coaching and, you know, I was doing fine, but I felt like, I think I'm missing something. Why does it feel like such a struggle to help my clients? get a transformation. And that's when I discovered the subconscious mind. And I discovered all of the techniques I teach now in my certification, like hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, emotional freedom techniques, and using all these techniques, it made helping someone get a shift in three months to helping someone get a shift in one session. And from there, I was like, this is what I've been missing my whole life. This is, if I had had this, I wouldn't have gotten in my own way. I wouldn't have stopped myself. i would have been able to see what was possible for myself. And so I made it my mission to teach people these tools 
as many people as I could teach. And that's when I launched a certification. So that's oh. like the yes. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. So juicy and amazing. And thank you for sharing. You know, I think um, there's so much power in sharing our stories, right? And helping people see that we've been to hard places and that it's possible to overcome. And I really, you know, I want to repeat because I think that was like a mic dropping moment that everyone needs to write down the question. What would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes? Yeah. Ah, that's such a delicious question that is so empowering. And so to me, you know, it's like we only, we often only ask for what we think we're allowed to get. Totally. Yeah. And so we limit ourselves in huge ways. So it's such a big question. And I love that. Exactly. It allows you to just clear the screen, forget about, you know, what that dude said about you last week, forget about what your boss thinks, forget about your job. And just like, if I could have anything I wanted, what would that be? And it reminds us that we live in a world of ultimate potential. And you know, the reason where we are right now is because of the choices we've made. But we can choose another choice. Does that sentence make sense? We can choose to think something else. We can choose to do something else. Like the beach that you want to work from, that beach is there. You just have to book a ticket. And that house that you want to live, that house is there. It's just that we have to get ourselves to the level where we can believe that we can have it. And we take the actions and believe the things that we need to, to make it ours. And I've seen that happen in my own life. The things that used to be on my vision board, now I have and I own. And it's not because I'm special or smarter than anyone else. I don't even have a business degree or anything like that else, but it was because I was willing to think this way, think from unlimited rather than, well, I hope I could get this or I guess I could get this. So yeah. Okay. I, uh, not, uh, you're making so many good points. Another one I want to point out for people that you just said that I think is so powerful and holds people back often is thinking that they need credentials to get somewhere. You know, and it's funny saying that as a PhD, but I, <laughs> I didn't get my PhD to do coaching. I was on track getting my PhD when I discovered coaching and it made sense to finish, but it like was not necessary. And so I always tell people, are, are you motivated to get the credentials because you don't think you're good enough or because you just love learning? And those are two very different things. Perfect question. I always ask my clients, are you making this decision from a place of empowerment? I am such a student. I'm, I have my own certification. I take other certifications. I'm yeah. always reading a book, but I'm not choosing to take the certification because I don't think I'm good enough without yeah. it. I choose to take the certification or the course because I want to be the best at what I do. And I love learning about the subconscious mind and seeing how much I can empower others with this information that, Absolutely. but even before I had my certification, I was making 10 K a month. You don't need to have yeah. it. The most important thing you need to have as a coach is the willingness to serve and to be there for someone and to believe in them. Even sometimes when they don't believe in themselves but then yes if you want to be incredible you have to hone your skill whether it's taking courses or practicing so much that you're just yeah, yeah. ignore you <laughs> yeah and that and that right you go okay I love this so much that I want to do it all the time of course you're gonna get every certification possible because you want to have every trick in the trade you know yeah. like I just go like tell me more teach me more I want more yes 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I want for listeners, I, I think it'd be really beneficial for them to hear. I want to know for you, you know, that it sounds like you had a really powerful switch in, in a moment where, you know, you pivoted from going like, okay, I don't want to be stuck in this 
in this working for other people world anymore. I wanted to find my own life. What did that take for you? Because, you know, you're, you're coming from a place of, you know, many would say a lot of disadvantage, um, feeling marginalized as a kid, growing up in, in an abusive, re watching abusive relationship, experiencing that, you know, seeing women being disempowered, that kind of thing. That's a lot to overcome. So what would you say for people listening if they're in a stuck spot, maybe not the exact same, but in a stuck spot, what's a shift they can make in their mind to help them move in a new direction? I think the most successful businesses in the world solve a really big problem. So if you think of PayPal, for example, they solved a huge problem. We have internet. We want to sell to people across the world. We have no way of doing it. PayPal s solved a huge problem. Uber, Uber Eats solves a huge problem. I'm hungry. I don't feel like getting off my couch. Thank God for Uber. <laughs> <laughs> it solved a huge problem. And so I actually had this problem. This was what got me going because I did not believe before I made my first two dollars and 63 cents off of an Amazon affiliate. That's how, that's the first money I made online. Nice. I believe that I could make money online. I still thought it was a little bit of a scam. And now looking back and think, I remember when I was afraid to buy my website URL, because I was like $60. What if I don't make that back? And it's so funny to think about now, but I got really passionate about solving a certain problem. So the problem that I wanted to solve was when I worked at my old retail job, I, I've always been someone who can, I, I can see other people's potential in them often before they can see themselves. So I, I was surrounded by these people who they'd say things like, I really want to be an artist, but I can never do that. I really want to sell my soap, but I could never do that. And I, I wanted to shake them because I was like, but you can do that. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing that. And that's when I started to get this hint of like, oh, no one else is stopping them. They're stopping themselves. And it would just, everyone has this. It doesn't have to be this problem you want to solve, but everyone has that problem you want to solve, whether it's like baby's diapers suck or, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like the lady who started Spanx just wanted to wear a white skirt and not see her thong through it or whatever. Yeah. So everyone has that. And I think it, that little irk inside of you, that's a nudge towards your calling. And so for me, every time someone said I could never do that, I was just like, but why, why do you think you could never do that? And I really wanted to get to the bottom of it and, and get people out of that way of thinking. And that got me started on this pursuit of mindset. And then that's when I started the blog. Again, I started the blog. It would have been great if I had made money, but I didn't really know it was possible. But I started this blog and I was sharing my point of view and I was interviewing successful people who had found their passion and turned it into a business. And I was getting emails and messages from people saying, this is really helping me. This is really changing my life. This made me leave my ex who was abusive or this made me ask for a raise or whatever it was. And I realized, okay, if I can help this many people in my couple hours a day that I'm working on this outside of work, imagine how many people I could help if I could actually do it 40 hours a week, like if I could do it full time. And that, that gave me a hunger of like, okay, now I have to, now I feel like it's my duty to make money off of this. Like not just so I can drive a fancy car or roll around in money or something like that. But because it's like, well, I, there's no other way. I feel like I'm doing the world a disservice if I'm working at some crappy job when there's people who all they need to do is read my blog posts and their lives are getting changed. Yeah. I think each of us who has like for those of you who are listening and you 
have, you're somebody who gives really great advice, or maybe you do do videos online and people are inspired or shifting or whatever, it's your duty to find out how you can do this for your whole day, right? Like no more excuses. It's your duty to make great money off of it because now not only do I live the life that I want, I employ an incredible, my team can't work for free. Like everyone has bills to pay. Everyone has a place to live. And now I get to employ incredible people who love the work that they do, who used to be at shitty jobs that they didn't like. And now they feel like they're, doing something that aligns with their purpose because they've aligned to yes supplies purpose. And now I'm able to market to people in Singapore or Australia that I've never met because I can afford to run an ad. So it's not just about the money, but it's like when you get so behind your mission, you do what it takes. And what it took was me actually earning money. So awesome. Right? Oh, you're so, you're so preaching to what I love the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah. something that really stands out, you know, you're talking about making an impact through your very specific mission and then the money gets to come to you because you're making a difference in the world and bringing value. So let's go there. Let's talk money. Let's talk mindset. Let's talk what some of those unconscious belief systems that hold people back from reaching the whatever amount it is that they want to make. Um, and, and in whatever way it is that they want to make it. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So I actually was thinking about this the other day and I came up with this new term that I like to call your next level devil, right? So I'm sure we've all seen this where we start to work towards something, but then you go back to your old way of doing things yeah. or you even achieve something great, but then you're afraid to celebrate it because what will people think? So going back to the subconscious mind, y'all know I'm obsessed with the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is so powerful. Like, think about it. You're right here. You're listening to this podcast while you might be driving a car and feeding your baby and <laughs> checking the time all at the same time, all while your heart is beating, your blood through your veins, and your lungs are breathing, and your eyes are blinking. Imagine you had to think about all those things consciously. You'd be, you'd be stuck in your driveway still. You know what I mean? <laughs> our subconscious mind is so, so, so powerful. And our subconscious mind's top priority, the main thing that it does is it runs our body and it keeps us safe. That's why if, you're walk, if, you're, if you go to cross the street, you might not even see the car coming, but you jump, right? You didn't see it consciously, but your subconscious mind, it feels the energy. It, feel, it can actually hear 40 decibels below what you can hear consciously. Like it's so powerful and it's always working for us. And so knowing that the subconscious mind keeps us safe and knowing that our subconscious mind is an old tribal mind, it doesn't re like in our new world, it doesn't really recognize what's safe and what dangerous is. So it thinks if we leave our old tribe, that's dangerous. You're going to die because thousands of years ago, if you left your tribe, you were ostracized and you couldn't get food and the men couldn't hunt and the women couldn't pick berries. And also if you were in stress or in fear, it's because there was literally a bear chasing you. And so in our modern world, the main stress is what you're late for a report and your boss will get pissed, right? Or if you're ostracized, okay, you're ostracized from your old friends who drink all weekend but it doesn't realize, okay, but you can make new friends that have the same values and the same priorities as you. And so anytime you're going to change, 
you're going to feel a huge amount of fear. And we have to just realize that that's our subconscious mind trying to keep us safe. And if you want to get to that next level, you have to work with your subconscious mind because your conscious mind only controls 0.004% of your daily actions, behaviors, habit. Your subconscious mind is the other 99.996%. And when I started fueling my goals with my subconscious mind, so using neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and EFT, that's when I started to achieve my goals with ease. And that's how I made something that used to feel huge to me, like making a certain amount of money or having a certain amount of people on my team or whatever. I made these goals that used to feel huge to me feel like, oh, that's just common knowledge. Like that's just common sense that I would make that much. My business would be that successful. So a big thing that you want to do, if you want to make more money or grow your business or feel confident doing live streams or whatever it is, is make what feels very unfamiliar and scary familiar. So that first starts off with your identity. In order for me to start making more money, I had to ask myself. So when I you know, hit my first 10K month or when I hit my first 50K month or 100K month, I had to ask myself, who is the version of Reese who easily and effortlessly gets that? How does she feel? What does she believe about herself? When she meets someone new, how does she talk to them? How does she show up? All of those different things. And every, so before I knew NLP, every single day I did one little thing that stretched myself. So if you don't know neuro-linguistic programming yet and you want to get there, do one little thing that stretches yourself. So it used to be, I would raise my hand in a meeting. I used to be so afraid if I raised my hand in a meeting and share an idea, everyone would be like, that's a dumb idea. Who are you to think that? And I started to, me and my limiting beliefs, right? So I started to stretch myself and do the things that scared me. Or I looked at my old job as an, I knew the version of Reese who was successful, she's a leader. So I actually looked at my old job as, hey, I can actually get paid to practice the things that I need to be to be successful. So I said, I'm going to take the lead on that project, even though it scared the crap out of me because I knew that I needed to be that person. So there's every single one of us can do one thing every single day to guide us into the identity that we need to be. And um, so whether that's reaching out to somebody who you admire on Instagram or pitching yourself for a podcast or writing an article or making a YouTube video, even if you're scared of being online or like, I know when I started, I, I, um, like forced myself to start doing live streams, even when they were really crappy, I would just delete them after, but at least I was doing one thing to force myself to get out there. And so, and now, and if you are somebody who knows neuro-linguistic programming, you can make those subconscious shifts by using hypnosis or by doing techniques like single belief change or time, time techniques and releasing the root cause of the negative emotions. However it is you need to do it, just make sure you do it because your, identi- your identity is the subconscious. So when you change your identity, you're, it's gonna have a trickle down effect on your behaviors and the things around you and how you act and what you believe. So um, to give you an example, most coaches who aren't trained in all of this work or not trained in the subconscious mind, they try to change other people just by changing their behaviors. So if, some, if they have a business coaching client, they say, oh, you wanna make more money? Just do a live stream or just write an article. And I was there before I got trained and it felt like I was hitting my head against the wall because they weren't getting the results as much as I wanted. But when I started to work on identity and the person became you know, the version of themselves who really has a message, 
then you don't have to say just do a live stream because they believe that they're the person who has a message. They're just going to do it. They believe that they're a person who, who can contribute to the world. They'll just do it. It's the same way how, you know, if you've ever said like, I'm just not going to eat sugar. I'm just not going to eat, eat meat. You want you more. End up eating meat. <laughs> yeah. But think about the identity. A vegan is not going to trip and fall and accidentally have a slice of bacon, right? So when yeah. you on the identity level, it has a trickle-down effect on everything else. Oh, so good. Okay, we're going to dig here because I love this. Obviously, this is the max potential habits, which habits often are associated with doing something, mm-hmm. and, and which is true. And I always look at your mindset as a habit, in my, and in the way that I work with my people, I talk about the, the model of be, do, have, and be mm-hmm. is identity and mindset, do is the habits and what you take action on, and have is the vision and the, and the cultivating and the manifesting of your vision. So it's all linked, but it all starts with be, right? So it's exactly what you're talking about it's that part of like who do you believe you are and what does that person do to get into action to have all the things that they love and that they desire right and it's like oh so the sub so let's dig here more the subconscious so so first recapping for everyone that was an an incredible download i think everyone needs to rewind and go (laughs) straight back and listen yeah i kind of went into a flow That was incredible. Thank you. I mean, really, first, just knowing that your subconscious is there to protect you helps you understand how to work with it more, I think. So you go, oh, okay, I'm going to be in constant, in almost a constant fear state if I don't train my mind in a different direction Mm -hmm. because our, because of our survival drive, right? So we go like, oh, our subconscious is programmed to track for all the negative stuff out in the world. And, and if we don't train it in a different direction, that's what it's going to do. And so what I think is so powerful, what you're saying, Reese is like, okay, it's really tapping into consciousness around that so that you raise it so that you don't have to live in that 1%. You can live in the, you know, a much larger percent of going like, I am the, I'm the creator of my reality. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that you can do to make that big, scary goal seem normal. So also like visualization, I'm sure you talk about that all the time, but the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So if you want to be that amazing speaker, that speaking on stage scares you, can you spend 10 minutes a day just visualizing what would you see and what would you hear? What would you feel as that amazing speaker? Now, after a week, you've already stood on seven stages and talked to 7,000 people. So now when you get asked to that little workshop around the corner for 50 people, that's nothing to you because now you've trained your mind to be like, oh, that's normal. That's just who I am. And that's just what I do. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So you talk about, um, that you said NLP, EFT and something else. Remind Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. So we teach neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, emotional freedom techniques, which is tapping, also life and success coaching skills, and then time techniques, which works on your timeline. So even though consciously you might not be able to remember what you ate for breakfast yesterday, your subconscious mind remembers everything. And those things that happen when you are a child, they're creating meaning for you as an adult. So one of the mindset and money blocks I had to get over was, um, I used to think that if you talked about money, people hate you. It's a very strong belief for me which meant I never asked for a raise. If I went out for dinner with friends, I would just actually pay for the bill because I was afraid that if I talked about splitting the bill, they would hate me. And when I went back and regressed myself, I realized, oh, when I was a kid, I heard my mom yelling at my dad about child support. 
Yeah. So completely out of context, but I put, I made the connection. Oh, when you talk about money, people hate you. You didn't think about the facts about everything else. Yeah. I just, that's how you make connections as a kid. Cause you're just in this level of super learning. You're essentially in hypnosis from ages zero to seven. So all of us, I, I had this client who didn't believe that she could be successful because she was a size six because when she, which isn't she like she thought she was huge and who like whatever I'm not even going to go there but it was because when she was a child she would hear her mom saying things like oh i need i need to lose that last 10 pounds or da 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 and then she also heard her mom um, struggling to get a certain type of job. And so she made the connection. Uh, oh, if you're not super skinny, you don't get what you want. That yeah. doesn't make sense as an adult, but that's how our, our little child mind makes connections because we're super learning because we're figuring out how to live in the world. So it's really valuable to go back to those root causes and release yeah. them. So powerful. It's so true. I, so I take people, it sounds similar to like a money map. I take people through their money programming and their money story and their first money beliefs. And, and it's that it's, again, it's raising conscious awareness, right? You go, Oh, let's raise our conscious awareness about those, those sponge beliefs that we downloaded as kids because we're just absorbing everything around us. Like like it's true, right? We have no filtration system. And so we believe, we believe, believe, we buy into it and then it plays out across our life course. So this is incredible. Um, will you talk a little bit about, I, I know I've read a, a, one of your blog posts that I thought was so incredible talking about the law of attraction and the law of vibration. And, you know, in my mind, I think a lot about this, of this as a subconscious driver, right? Law of attraction is really happening in the subconscious zone. Literally. Will you talk about that a little bit? I think that yeah, listeners would love it. I am so glad you asked that question because, you know, we've all seen the law of attraction work in our lives in some way, whether you're thinking about a friend and then they call you at that moment. You're like, how did you know I was just thinking about you or, you know, those synchronicities that happen. Um, but what most people are missing when they're trying to manifest is they're trying to manifest with their conscious mind. But again, we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. Those aren't happening in our conscious mind. Those are happening, most of our thoughts are happening in our subconscious mind. We're not even aware of them. So if you're trying to manifest with that little tiny percentage of your conscious mind, well, but you haven't touched the subconscious mind, it's trying to, it's like trying to fill a bathtub with a teaspoon. Like you might be able to <laughs> manifest something, but it's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of work. So I'm really glad you asked that question. Um, and so the law of attraction which is like the famous one. It's like the law of attraction had a really great marketing plan, but the law <laughs> of attraction is a secondary law based on the law of vibration. And so the law of vibration essentially says that whatever energy or frequency we're resonating at, we're going to attract the like energy into our life. And when you know that it actually makes manifesting really, really easy. So one thing we don't, the only thing I don't love about podcasts is there's no visuals. I wish we had uh -huh. visuals. I know. <laughs> everyone can go and Google after this is look up something called the scale of consciousness. So Dr. David R. Hawkins talks about this in the book, Powerful Versus Force, but it shows you all these different levels of vibration and they align to our feelings. So some of the lowest feelings are guilt and shame and um the number of frequency or level of vibration is about like 100 for those but if you move up through the different emotions so there's anger there's guilt there's pain there's apathy there's courage bravery all these different ones 
when you start to move up to the very top of the scale of consciousness, you get to love, which love vibrates at the level of 500. And joy is higher than that. And, and enlightenment is 700. And so one kind of shortcut um, to attracting what it is that you want, rather than being like, oh my God, I have to force myself to think of this visualization 24-7 or else it's not going to show up, is actually putting yourself in a good vibration. So our emotions are our conscious awareness of our vibration. If you want to know, where am I vibrating? Am I 200? Am I 500? Just ask yourself, how do I feel? Because that's like checking the thermostat to see like what's the temperature of your vibration essentially. And so if you want to attract really, really good things into your life, allow yourself to feel better. And remember that nothing outside of you needs to happen in order for you to feel better. So you do not need to have a certain amount of money in your bank account in order to feel abundant. You do not need to get a compliment in order to feel beautiful. You do not need to have someone give you a hug in order for you to feel loved. You get to feel that right now. That is your birthright. And one of the things that I learned was when I was able to detach from my current circumstances and feel good just because I'm allowed to feel good, my current circumstances change. So T. Harvecker in The uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, the book, he says that your physical reality is like a printout, but what's going on in your head is like the Word document, right? So even if you don't like your outside world right now, if you're looking at your outside world and saying like, oh, I don't have enough money, da da da, da what are you writing in your Word document? You're going to print out more of the same thing. But if you go inside and you let, you let yourself feel good, it's like writing the most beautiful, abundant, love-filled things in your Word document and you just wait and see and you hold on to that good vibration and you don't allow the guy who cut you off to bring you down or you don't allow what that person said to you to bring you down and you let yourself feel good no matter what and your outside world will change. So when I first started Yes Supply, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing because I really didn't know what the heck I was doing, a huge question I would ask myself, and I would write this down if you're a business owner, I asked myself, how can I love my audience today? I knew that no matter how hard I tried, I was not going to be perfect. I do not have a business degree. I did not have a whole bunch of amazing, expensive mentors when I first started. But I knew that love is perfect. And whatever we say with love is going to feel really good. And I knew that the people that I wanted to help, they really, they just wanted to feel better. So I asked myself, how can I just love my audience today and not think so much about myself? And by the way, that was when I had like 200 people in my audience. So don't think it was like when I had a bajillion people in my audience. But if you just, how can I make this program with love? How can I make this product with love? How can I teach this video with love and people feel it? And then you become a magnet to attract more circumstances of things you love into your life. And it lines up right to what you just said, which was perfect, the be, do, have. You're being love. So of course, you can only magnetize more physical, tangible manifestations of love. Oh. You okay? So I, I wish everyone was watching because I'm sitting here just nodding my head and smiling like huge, <laughs> and it's so funny. And and you know when I think about the law of vibration and the law of frequency, I, I'm smiling so huge right now because it's like you and me being attracted to each other to do this podcast today. I just read David Hawkins' Letting Go. Oh, <laughs> like not that one yet. Like I was just introduced to his work, and you know, and I've been really like integrating it, and I'm like, oh. 
absolutely awesome. And then when I was reading your blog post, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. How cool is that? You know, and so I, I love to see evidence real time of how these things work, you know, and because I'm newer in this as a social scientist, right? Like it's all about evidence and proof and critical analysis. And, you know, I was trained for years rigorously in that. And so even you know, it's really just been in the last few months that I've really started using the word manifestation. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it because that is like my love. You know, I just go, oh, I love this. It's awesome. It works. It's what I've been doing, but haven't been labeling it. And the more and more that I practice it, the more that I see it showing up in my life, the more and more I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Totally. You know, and you're your proof, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Are you going to believe, well, first off, there's actually a lot of scientific evidence around manifestation. There's a really yeah. cool like CIA document actually where Ooh. they practicing with manifestation. So, Hey, if it's good enough for the CIA, I feel like Ooh, I want that document. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah. So much scientific proof around it, but then it's like, yeah, that this is what got me into it too. It's like, you see it, like you're reading about David Hawkins and now we're talking about it. Like that doesn't yeah. happen. We're coming into the same vibration so of course we're magnetizing each other it's so cool oh I love it and yeah and it's funny my brain I had to I said oh this year one of my quests is to learn the science and the art of manifestation you know and it's just it's so fun to watch so for people listening okay um I, you know in the beginning of the show we opened with saying like let's talk about how to get to that hundred thousand a month level like do you want to know the subconscious tricks so if you had to recap i mean you just dropped so many gems so i would you know for people listening i'd say go back and listen to this five <laughs> times and take notes i have a lot of really incredible gems what would you say in, in in a couple of you know if you could give people the best advice if they only had five minutes to listen to what you're just about to say to get to that level and to tap into the subconscious power, what would you do on a really practical level? Beautiful. So I think the first thing to remember is that your past does not dictate your future. So anything that's happened to you, even if you've lost money in the past, even if your parents only made $15 a year, whatever it is, anything that happened in your past does not dictate your future. And that's something I, I always drill back into my head because like you mentioned before, sometimes we set little goals because that's what, we, oh, well, I got 50,000 last year, so maybe I can get 55,000. No, 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 no. You can grow exponentially. And I've seen it happen in my own life over and over again. The most incredible manifestations show up for me. So just forget about the job, forget about the degree, forget about all that stuff. That has nothing to do with your future. You have everything to do with your future and how you feel right now has everything to do with what you create. Then in terms of creating it, the number one thing I think is clarity. So you talked about helping your clients with the money map, gain awareness of what they, of where they are. And I think that's so important because, you know, if you're going to book a flight to Toronto, you need to know where you are, or if you're going to get in your car and start driving, you need to know where you are and you need to know where you're going to go or else you're just going to be driving around in circles around the block and like, where the heck is Toronto? I've been driving for five hours, right? You Meanwhile, you're in your same block. So really, really important to know exactly where it is that you want to go. Even if all of my goals did not seem realistic when I first set them, but it felt like, oh my God, that would be so cool if I got to have that. So what would you, I actually had a moment because I had some students here leaving me testimonials and I started to cry because I was like, when I journaled, how I wanted my life to be. Those are the things I wanted people to say about my business even before I had my first client, right? So 
sit down and journal, like, what would my dream life look like? What would I ask for if I knew the answer to yes? How much money would I see coming into my bank account? What vacations would I get to take my family or my kids on? Um, how would I be serving? Would I be selling socks? Would I be doing a coaching program? Would I be podcasting like Amanda does? Like, what would you be doing? And make it so clear in your mind and make it a fantasy and get clear on what would you see? What would you hear? And what would you feel? So that it's not just some pie in the sky thought, but it's an experience. And take almost like a mindset snapshot of that picture because that's going to be your symbol. So um, someone really great to learn from about visualization is Neville Goddard. I would definitely go read more books because I only have five minutes. But <laughs> learn about how powerful man, uh, visualization is. And when you have that snapshot of what it is that you want, give yourself the opportunity to visualize that as much as possible during the day. So you wake up in the morning and live in that experience. Walk through your dream house in your mind. Drive your dream car in your mind. Talk to your amazing clients in your mind. Whatever it is, make it real because, again, we're making the unfamiliar really familiar and like, duh, of course, this is my life. Um, while you're in that visualization as well, get yourself into the energy of gratitude. So one thing that I love to do is I script and I do my gratitude. So I'll actually write out gratitude of things that I already tangibly have. So this morning, my gratitude list is like, I was like underneath my blanket with all my pillows. So I'm like, I'm so grateful for this comfy couch. I'm so grateful for these pillows. I'm so grateful for my husband. I'm so grateful for this. So you get yourself into the energy of gratitude and then you bring up that visualization. And now what you're doing is you're signaling to the universe. Thank you so much that I already have this. So if you want a Mercedes, you're in that energy of gratitude and you're thinking about your Mercedes and now you're signaling to the universe, I already have that Mercedes and you're accelerating how quickly it can come into your life. So those are some things that I love to bring you closer to it. And then also you want to release whatever is separating you from it. So if you want to make a lot of money, but you have some deep rooted belief that money is the root of all evil, or you heard your parent, when you were a kid, you heard your parents saying like, oh, that guy drives a Ferrari, like show off or whatever. <laughs> if, if you heard that when you were a kid and it's stuck, you're going to have a subconscious belief. If I make money or I become rich, I become filthy, filthy rich, you know, we've all heard it. I become filthy. I don't want to be that. My dad, when I was three years old, my dad hated that guy in the green Ferrari. I can't even, what would happen if I lost my dad's love? Again, the subconscious mind is metaphorical, doesn't always make sense. So you have to start to bring up through, you know, working with your coach or doing your mindset work or signing up for courses that teach you this type of stuff. You have to get clear on what am, what, how am I resisting what I want? And you have to release those blocks. So whether it's through journaling, whether it's through NLP, whether it's through hypnosis, but I can guarantee you, if you think that you're going to lose love when you make money, you're going to, you're going to be working your ass off all day. <laughs> you're going to be working your butt off all day and you're going to be, you know, just grinding yourself and nothing is going to work. And it's because your subconscious mind is going to be self-sabotaging you and you won't even see it because it's so much more damn powerful than your conscious mind. So, so you have juicy. To, you have to believe when I make money, 
I can help support my family. When I make money, I can be a being of light to show them what's possible. Or when I make money, they won't give a F because they're busy living, whatever it is, but you just have to make sure you don't have that resistance because that resistance will stop you every single time. So good. Oh, okay, everyone. So, 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 so juicy. You know, something I say that you just, I, I like so powerfully highlighted is our subconscious won't let us become what we fear or hate. So yeah. if we have those subconscious beliefs that money is bad, money is evil, money is wrong, we're not going to be able to become rich, right? And so it's like you've got to unload those beliefs. Oh, this has been like, I could talk to you all day long. This has been terrible. <laughs> Tell, share with listeners. I always ask, um, what are the top three max potential habits that got you where you are today? Ooh, so literally asking myself, what would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes. Just getting yourself out of the scarcity and into there's unlimited abundance in the world. So that is a huge one for me. Um, another big one, like we were talking about with energy, law of vibration, being in gratitude, being in gratitude for what I currently have. I couldn't have started my own business if I wasn't grateful that I if I wasn't grateful for what I could take from my old job, I couldn't get 20 clients. If I wasn't grateful for my first two clients, I couldn't get a thousand followers on Instagram. If I wasn't grateful and servicing my two followers on, on Instagram or whatever it is. Yeah. So being grateful for your gifts, right? Yes. You can, I could compare myself all day and say, she's better than me or smarter than me or prettier than me. But if I'm grateful for my story and how my story can impact people and my way of communicating, that's what's going to lead me to success rather than being in scarcity, being like, how come she gets to look like this and I don't, right? So those two are huge. And then this one is so simple, but it, like you said before, it's being in your own self-awareness and not trying to control the outside world to create your life but controlling, the, it, controlling what you can control. So in order for me to get to where I am, I know that I didn't get all, I didn't force any of these clients to sign up. The universe went and knew that it was for the greatest good of them and for the greatest good of me for me to create that success. So I couldn't control people to sign up for my programs or become my clients, but I could control me. So that's me developing myself, signing up for courses when it scared me or spending time listening to a good podcast like this one rather than watching cat videos on Instagram or whatever. You know what I mean? So controlling what I can control and aiming to not compare, but to be the best version of me every single day and just focusing on being a little bit better every single day. I'd say that that is a huge foundation to getting to where it is you want to go. Oh, high fives all around. <laughs> okay. For everyone listening, I am certain they're going to want to connect with you. So share with us what's new, what's juicy, where can people find you? Yes. So you can find me on my website at yessupply.co. Like Amanda said, there's blog posts on there. Uh, we have a great uh, webinar masterclass that I put together to show you how I got started as a coach and got to my first six figures. Um, on Instagram, you can find me on Instagram at guest supply. So I'm always doing free content challenges, live streams on there about subconscious mind, money, growing your coaching business, everything like that. Um, yeah, I'd say those are probably the best places I'm on okay. all of them at guest supply, but that's where I spend the most time. <laughs> okay. 
Awesome. They will all, all these links will be in the show notes for everyone listening. And okay. I'm certain that all of you got uh, like so many gems of wisdom out of this. So make sure that you take a screenshot of the podcast, blast it out, share your favorite quote, share a takeaway, something. And, and is your hashtag on Instagram? Yes. Supply. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so hashtag yes supply and NFA coaching and just let us know we're here to serve you. And we love to share our tips and our thoughts, our stories, our inspirations with you. So share with us what, how it's landing, like how is it impacting your day? What were the takeaways? We would love, love, love to hear from you. I so highly value you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Reese. It's been an incredible time. And for all of you listening, thanks for being here too. I'm so grateful for you. And I will be back next week. I hope you have an incredible Max Potential Week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.